when you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. Well, hello, everybody. How are you? Sari Delamont, the attorney whisperer with you today. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling awesome, actually. This whole cancer thing was just such a wake-up call. It's like I finally feel like I realized what life is about and how to live, which is great news for me and the rest of my life if this thing doesn't come back. It's also great news if this thing does come back because then I will have lived in between the times. So all that to say, I'm feeling great and doing awesome. Thank you for asking, those of you who have asked. (laughs) I know there's been many of you. All right, today we are talking about what a verdict means and more importantly, what it doesn't mean. I had posted to the From Hostage to Hero Facebook group. That's our big group with over 1,400 trial attorneys. We're nearing 1,500, and it's free if you want to go over there and join. Um, And I posted there a question. I, I always pose a question or two every week about the podcast or something related. And so I said, what is the scariest part of trial for you and why? And one person posted, many people posted, but I'm going to talk about this one post. It said, when the judge starts reading the verdict, it's the finality of all the hard work, late nights, stress, etc. And you know within seconds there will be a winner and a loser. It terrifies me so much that I looked down at the counsel table the entire time the judge read the verdict in our recent trial. By the way, that recent trial, he won $74 million. Um, But this is what we're talking about today because most of you believe that the verdict means somebody won and somebody lost. And that is bullshit. Even I have used that phrasing, you know, that, that, you know, you can't be attached to winning. I use the word winning or you can't be attached to losing or you can't be, you know, beating yourself up if you lose, so on and so forth. So it's it's common language that we throw around. But as you know, if you've been following me for a while, I always talk about language creates or shapes your experience. In fact, I have a podcast episode on that very topic and it's called Language Shapes Your Experience. So go back and check that out. So we need to be really clear about what we're talking about. And you know, also, if you've been following me for a while, that I love looking up the definitions of words. (laughs) So I did that for you today. You're welcome. And uh, the first definition that I looked up is the definition of win. Because you would think that we would know what that means. But I thought it was very interesting when when I actually looked at the dictionary definition of winning. And here's what it is. To be successful or victorious in a contest or conflict. So I thought, hmm, that's interesting. So then I went and looked up the word successful, which says, or which is defined by accomplishing an aim or a purpose. And victorious is defined as having won a victory. So my first question to you is, what was your aim or purpose? If your aim or purpose was to get a verdict, then yes, you may have lost. 
<laughs> if you continue to see it that way. But I'm going to go deeper into this and hopefully change your mind. But I think the first thing that we need to really, really appreciate here about the definition of success, you know, accomplishing an aim or a purpose, is that we can always be successful at trial, regardless of what the jury decides, if we decide on a different aim or purpose than just the verdict. In fact, I think it's it's of utmost importance that you choose an aim or a purpose that you have full control over versus one that you don't have there any control really of, which is the verdict. The jurors have full control control of that, but you don't have control of that. And I think so many of you look at this like you look at team sports because that's where we tend to to get this concept of winning and losing when we think of games or sports. And so in team sports, there's there's my team and then there's the other team. And then my team scores points and the other team scores points. And then whoever has the most points is the winner. But guess what? Jurors don't have scorecards that they're sitting with there. They have they have biases and life experiences and personal belief systems. I mean, can you imagine if you know, sports games were judged like jurors judge trials or you? Well, I didn't like the way he made that basket. So I'm going to deduct three points. Ugh, their outfits offended me. Ten points gone. I've heard the fact that these basketball stars make so much money and then it dries up the cost of tickets. So I'm deciding they lose no matter how well they played. That would be kind of ridiculous, right? That's not how we judge sporting events, but that's often how trials get judged. And yet we keep holding ourselves to the standard of a sporting match as though there were well-established rules and totally clear on how you get points and how you lose points and totally clear on who has the most points at the end. It's not like that in trial. It's not like that. So here's what I want you to be thinking about when we think about what verdicts mean, okay? Because we're going to be talking about that in this episode. It isn't about, when the verdict comes down, it is not about who won or lost. It's about this, whether or not the jury decided to act, period. End of story. Did they decide to act or did they not decide to act or choose to not act, I should say. I want you to think about this like for a business bank loan, right? So let's say it's early on in your business or in my business and you're doing pretty well, but you want to start growing. So you want to get a loan to get some capital and your P&L looks pretty good and your balance sheet looks pretty good and you put together your application for the loan and you submit all your paperwork and the bank decides to deny that loan. You did everything right. You have a good PL, you have a balance sheet, you you filled out the paperwork correctly, you got it submitted in time, but they can still deny you that loan. Maybe you're a too new business. Maybe they've loaned money to consultants and coaches before or trial lawyers and it didn't go well. So they've decided they're not going to be giving money to those types of businesses anymore. They chose not to act. They didn't win and I lose, just like if I got the the loan, I didn't win and they lose. They just made a decision. They just chose to act or not act. And 
And I still, even if they chose not to act, i.e. give me the loan, I can still believe in my business. I can still run my business. I can still grow it different ways. I can apply later. This is the piece that you guys don't get. You're making this a win-lose thing, right? I mean, like we have a brand new French bulldog and she's totally adorable. She is the most adorable bulldog that ever lived in the universe. If I can figure out how to upload a picture to a podcast. Well, I guess we could do it on our website. So visit our website to see a picture of her. I'll try to remember to do that. Her name is Coco Chanel because she's French and my daughter wants to be a fashion designer. Y'all, you should see the outfits this six-year-old goes to school with. It's, it's bizarre and awesome at the same time. But we're training Coco and, you know, we're, we're learning this, this concept called luring. So it's like you take a treat and you kind of put it in front of her nose and you like lure her down. So she lays down. You don't actually use the command down yet because you don't want to associate the command. I think this is fascinating with a behavior that's not learned yet. So you have her learn the behavior first and then you add the command, which is just Again, super fascinating. Now, as we are training her, right, if, if I lure her down and she doesn't do it, I don't lose. <laughs> she doesn't win. It's just she chose not to act. She chose not to do the thing because there wasn't enough incentive or whatever reason or she didn't like my outfit. Whatever the reason is, we can't get into the mind of the dog. And oftentimes we cannot get into the mind of jurors. We got to stop get and get rid of this idea of win lose entirely or at least redefine what it means to win because here's the thing jurors do not decide the winner right they just don't here's what a defense verdict means there's there's the only thing it means jurors decided not to act the end now, we can get into all the reasons why that was true, but let's take winning and losing out of it because that language is hurting you. The minute that you can step back from this and stop making it a contest and more make it a journey, something that you do. I mean, think about doctors. Doctors operate on patients all the time that have life-threatening complications, life-threatening diseases. Sometimes they don't save the patient. Sometimes their effort does not lead to the result that they want because there are things outside of their control. Sometimes it does, but I doubt that they are going back and saying, I'm a good surgeon on the days that my patient lives and I'm a bad surgeon when the patient doesn't live. Unless they're committing malpractice, obviously that's a separate thing altogether. But we're not talking about shitty ass lawyers out there that shouldn't even be out there doing this work. We're talking about you, good lawyers, that are still holding yourself to these weird ass, like weird things <laughs> that you guys are holding yourself to. I mean, here's what it doesn't mean when you get a defense verdict. It doesn't mean that you lost. It doesn't mean that you're a bad lawyer. It doesn't mean you weren't prepared. It doesn't mean you wore the wrong suit. It doesn't mean your clients are doomed. And by the way, here's what getting a verdict in your favor doesn't mean either. It doesn't mean you won. It doesn't mean you're a good lawyer. It doesn't mean 
you were totally prepared. It doesn't mean you are you wore the right suit. It doesn't mean that your clients are going to be awesome and totally taken care of forever. Because we know that that's, that's not all, always true. Sometimes money, I mean, look at lottery winners. Sometimes money makes things totally worse for people. Sometimes losing everything you had was the best thing that ever happened to you. Nobody wants cancer, but I can sit here right now and tell you it was the best goddamn thing that ever happened to me. Bar none. Would I have wanted this for myself if somebody had offered it to me? Would I have taken it? Hell no. Best thing that ever happened to me. So stop fooling yourself and telling yourself that this is what a verdict means. You don't fucking know that. You don't know how that's going to affect your client. You just don't. The money could be the worst thing that ever happened to them. It could lead them down a horrible road. We don't know. Here's what it means. The jurors decided to act. That's all a verdict means in your favor. Because we all know there are times when we weren't prepared, that we wore a shitty suit, that we, we totally didn't feel like a great lawyer that day. It was early in our career, for example, and we win, right? Or we totally do everything right. We got the kick-ass suit, but not too kick-ass because we don't want to, you know, appear to be rich in, in trial. And we totally are prepared and we lose. Do you see the problem here? All a verdict means, if it's for you, is that a juror decided to, a juror's decided to act. And if it's for the defense, they decided not to act. To act. That is it. You have to divorce your sense of self from whether or not jurors decide to act or not. I mean, firefighters beating themselves up because fires happen would be ridiculous. Cops beating themselves up because crime occurs and they can't stop it all is ridiculous. Teachers beating themselves up because students are failing their class is ridiculous. They don't cause fires. They don't cause crime. They don't cause kids to fail. All of them have influence on putting a fire out, on stopping criminals from taking action, on helping their their students perform better, but they don't cause that shit and neither do you. You didn't cause a defendant's actions. You didn't cause the tort reform culture that we are now in. You didn't cause the jurors issues they have with money or or their life experiences and why they're weird about allowing a, a money verdict. You didn't cause that shit. So don't take responsibility for it. That doesn't mean you don't take responsibility. You do. But for things that you can control, that's the part that you take control over. See, because here, here's the issue. This is why, again, you hear me say this all the time, that you're going and looking for the formula and the CLEs and the books and you're just constantly, constantly trying to figure out how to win is because you think that that means something about you. You've got to stop fighting to protect your self-worth through all this shit. And you have to divorce your self-worth from the outcome so that you can settle into the job of trial lawyering. A verdict means that the jurors decided to act and a defense verdict means they decided not to act. That is it. 
you get to decide what it actually means to win. You get to decide what aim or purpose you're setting out to do. You're not going to save every patient, just like the doctor. You're not going to win every trial. The sooner that you get into that mindset, the happier you will become, the more fulfilled you will become, the more able you will be to look that verdict in the face when it comes down the pike, no matter what it is, because you've decided already that you won. And now you're just waiting to see if the jurors have acted or not. That's it. Love you, my friends. Talk soon. Thanks for joining me today. If you benefited from what we talked about or just want to let me know you enjoy the podcast, go ahead and leave me a review on whichever platform you use to listen to From Hostage to Hero. Add a comment and I just might give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. In the meantime, head over to fromhostagetohero.com to order your copy of my book, From Hostage to Hero, Captivate the Jury by Setting Them Free. And to get on my mailing list, I send out trial tips and encouragement right to your inbox every single week. And while you're there, make sure you join the waitlist to become an H2H crew member when we reopen. We only open a few times each year and you do not want to miss out. I look forward to our time together in next week's episode. Talk then. 